In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. I'm very pleased to have with me Father Stephen from the Heralds of the Gospel, who makes a part of their leadership that around the world strives to serve the Church in love, in devotion to our Blessed Mother, and at the service of those in most need to build up their faith and protect the teachings of the Church. I'm also grateful to welcome each of you here as pilgrims to this holy place who have taken the time from your lives to step aside into the path of Christ, to walk with the holy martyrs seeking healing and peace, perhaps a deeper sense of faith and union with Jesus. We are blessed to have you and we pray for you this day. As we enter into these sacred mysteries, we are mindful that each of us come with joys, but also with the struggles of being on pilgrimage with Jesus. And we turn to him now, counting on his love and his mercy.
let us pray. Accept, O Lord, we pray, almighty and ever-living God, who is in abundance of your kindness, surpassing the merits and other desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Let us be seated and listen to the living word of God. A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, Alas for, for those who are at ease in Zion and for those who feel secure on Mount Samariah. Alas for those who lie on beds of ivory and lounge on their couches and eat lambs from the flock and calves from the stall, who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp and like David improvise on instruments of music who drink wine from bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils, but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, they shall now be the first to go into exile, and the revelry of those who lie in ease shall pass away. The word of the Lord. Your response is, praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord, O my soul. It is the Lord who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. Praise the Lord, O my soul. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind and lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous and watches over the strangers. Praise the Lord, O my soul. The Lord upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. As, as for you, man of God, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith, Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep the commandment without spot or blame until the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the right time. He is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords. It is he alone who has immortality 
and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no human being has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told this parable to those among the Pharisees who loved money. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus at his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Beside all this, between you and us a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so and no one can cross from there to us. The man who had been rich said, Then, Father, I beg you to send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, If someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Abraham said to him, If if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord.
Before I was a member of the Society of Jesus, I lived with my mother in downtown Toronto. Just before I entered, it was at Bloor and Young. And I would go to school from there and have to walk a little bit outside. And then, of course, being in the area on the weekends, we would be going out to do different things. And right at the corner of Bloor and Young, and some of you may know this if you go downtown regularly in Toronto, there is a somewhat large woman who is lying on the sidewalk with a sign asking for help wrapped in a sleeping bag with some paper crates around her to lay down upon. As far as I know, one can still see her there, and she is left by everyone, even by the police, I suppose, who allow her to stay there. And she's laying down almost in a dramatic pose, stretched out with one hand that she's leaning on with her head, and the hand kind of open, as if even in her laying there, her very posture is asking for help. Now, I have discovered since my childhood that there are those who do this professionally. There are women and men who will go out onto the street and they actually have a place where they live and they make their earnings by begging on the street and perhaps not saying anything in particular to give word one way or another, but don't indicate really that they are someone with an accommodation, but give the impression instead that they are homeless. I remember too walking along the street in the daytime and being stopped by many people asking for money. They will turn to you immediately and enter into a story of how they need a bus ticket or how they have to get somewhere, or how they need something to eat. But I also know that there is probably somewhat of a chance that they are asking for money for something else. And that knowledge, I'm sure we all have, sort of slips into our minds as we look at them and ask ourselves, at least perhaps inside, Really? Is it for food or is it for drink? Is it for a place to stay at a shelter or is it for drugs? And many people in my family would remind me about that when I would ask about it, not my mother because I'll tell you about my mother in a second, but I have several uncles who would say, well, it's probably for drugs. And I have several friends that would say the same. And might think that that woman on the sidewalk is one of the professional homeless rather than someone in great need. And the truth is, we don't know. We just don't know one way or the other. Unless we follow them all day and see where they live, 
or we walk with them to see how the money is spent that we might give, actually we don't know their true situation. We only have before us the face of the person and their words. Now, here at Martyr Shrine, I think there's a bit of a lesson to learn about perhaps how we might respond to people in need. For some of them could be a Lazarus, and some of them not, as we've heard in the Gospel today. In the life of Father Charles Garnier, one of the martyrs that we honor here, he was killed in front of his church. And in that experience, the village was under attack, and he had to choose whether to leave the village or remain. He chose to stay and to protect the people he was with in his church. In fact, he ran out in dramatic effect, dressed like this, right into the crowds of the warring party to give time for the Christian Wendat in his parish to escape. And he was shot, and he died. What I always like to focus on, however, is not necessarily the bloody way in which his life ended, but rather what was going on in the mind of Father Garnier in his last moments of life. And indeed, this is true for each of the martyrs in a different way. What kind of person, what kind of people were these saints? Because it's true that their ends were dramatic and they were made martyrs. But they are, as saints, meant to be living examples that help to guide us in our journey of relationship with Jesus. How were they disposed? What was their relationship like in prayer with the Lord? What was going on in the processes of their minds in those brief moments when they had to make a choice? We can only guess and study their writings to get an inclination. However, we can also see that in the last moment of action, they chose to embrace the crucified Christ. And they chose to do so out of love for the people that they had come to serve. There's a famous Anglican author named C.S. Lewis, who may be known nowadays because of the films that are made called The Chronicles of Narnia, if anyone has seen those. He was a Christian author. He wrote these books, many others. And he wrote especially on the theme of suffering people. And in one case, he recounted an experience he had as his wife was dying of cancer and in great pain. 
and he met the minister, the chaplain at his college, who was attempting to console him and saying, pray, Clyde, pray that your wife be saved. His response was, I'm not praying that she be saved. When I pray, it's transforming me. It's preparing me to be present to her in the way that she needs as she goes to God. In our lives, we will run into people like Lazarus. I'm sure we all have. We will see people on the streets. We will see people who come to us in need, and we may have doubt. But I know from what I was taught by my mother growing up and what I've come to believe as a priest, especially working here, is that in the end, it really doesn't matter if they're lying or telling the truth when they ask something of us. In the end, it's more about who we are and how we decide to be loving and generous people. The toonie we give or the loony we give or the coins we give from our pockets, we don't know where they will be spent, but we know that someone has asked something of us and an opportunity has arisen to give. I'm sure there were many reasons why the rich man in the gospel today would ignore Lazarus as he passed by him. I'm sure there were many reasons in the heart of Father Garnier and the other martyrs who chose to hope against hope and to offer themselves in a moment of generous love without knowing the full story and the consequences of what would come from that. And I'm sure that in the end, a disposition of trust and giving is better for our souls than one of suspicion and doubt. This is the spirit of today's gospel, I think, where we are invited by Jesus to reflect on the things that hold us back from loving and giving, whether it be a pride, whether it be a love of the material things that we have, whether it be a series of doubts or perhaps a kind of neglect, or perhaps a kind of spirit of doubt about the world and the generosity and genuineness of others. In the end, those things are all real, and those are things to bring to Mass and to prayer and to confession. But again, I say, ultimately, whether that man or woman on the road or that person in need is Lazarus or not, we must ask ourselves in prayer, are we available to respond in love? Are we able to give what God has given us for the sake of others? Are we able to trust in the human spirit? And you never know that one act of kindness 
even to the liar, might in the end not only give her or him money, but a softer heart and a truth that might just turn them around. Having shared in the living word of God, let us now turn to him in confidence to profess our faith in the Apostles' Creed. As we say together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. And now let us turn with our prayers to the Lord. Let us begin by praying for all those in our world who suffer from poverty, from violence, from cruelty, homelessness, those who we may know who suffer from mental disorder, that the healing hand of God may lift them up and bring them peace of mind and body and justice. We pray to the Lord. Lord Let us pray for all pilgrims who come here this day, that they may grow in walking with St. John de Brebeuf and his companions into a deeper relationship with Jesus. We pray to the Lord. Lord Let us pray for the worldwide ministry of the Herald of the Gospels, for vocations to their congregation and associations that the Lord may help them as they strive to help his people. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. And let's take a moment in silence to offer our own prayers to God. For these intentions, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. Counting always on our Blessed Mother who joins us as we pray with her Son, we say together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed be the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Jean de Brebeuf, pray for us. Saint Gabriel Almont, pray for us. Saint Charles Garnier, Saint Isaac Jacques, Saint Noël Chavanel, Saint René Goupy, Saint Jean de la Lande, Saint Joseph, Patron of Canada, Holy Mary, Queen of Martyrs.
Pray, sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Accept, O Lord, we pray, the sacrifices instituted by your commands, and through the sacred mysteries which we celebrate with dutiful service, graciously complete the sanctifying work by which you are pleased to redeem us. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your Lift up your hearts. We Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so, with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we are clear. Indeed, holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. And once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
the mystery of faith. And drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, with our holy martyrs, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. In the power and honor and first, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other a sign of Christ's peace.
behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Happy are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Just one announcement. The Jesuit fathers have been informed this year that the fire suppression system in this beautiful church needs to be replaced. It needs to be replaced this year. The total unexpected cost of the project is $275,000. Therefore, we began a Tooney drive this season to pay for the project. If every pilgrim who comes this season gives an extra toonie, $2, by God's grace, we would have the funds required. At the back of the church is a small plastic church where you may place your toonie. Any support would be greatly appreciated as we care for this holy site. Thank you for your generosity. Let us pray. Grant us, almighty God, that we may be refreshed and nourished by the sacrament which we have received, so as to be transformed into what we consume. Through Christ our Lord.
Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much, Father, for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's wonderful having you and also the heralds of the gospel here and all those who are on pilgrimage with us, we thank you. So as you heard, we do have uh, a capital project on the go uh, for replacing all of the uh, sprinklers in the church, which needs to be done so that by the time you come here next year, you'll see these new, well, actually you won't see anything because they're up in the ceiling, but trust us, they'll be there. Uh, we do have to replace them. We thank you for your generosity and all the ways that each and every one of you support Martyr Shrine. Uh, as you know, over 75% of the funds we receive here uh, are through donation, and the gate fee only covers the other 25. But by God's grace and your loving care, we have been able to maintain these 300 acres of land for your space of prayer and contemplation with the martyrs. We thank you for that care that you bring to us. Also, if you happen to be hungry, even though you've received the eternal food of God already, but if your tummies are rumbling, uh, just to let you know that the cafe uh, is now open again. And we, it's under new management. It's been open for about a month and a half now. So if you would like to take something to eat, you're very welcome to go down there and try out the new cuisine. The Lord be with you. And, with your and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go forth serving the Lord through your lives. Hymn 606, Glory and Praise.